tender fear gripped the crowd that day in Jaffrey's home. When the doctor shook his head and said, she's gone. You could feel the mother's heart break. You could hear them cry and moan. Their little girl was only 12 years old. Somewhere in the distance, outlined against the sun, there came a man on a mission from the throne. Well, they said, look, somebody's coming, but what they did not know, it was the promise coming down that just you know. There's a promise coming down that just you know. Greetings, brothers and sisters. My name is Pastor John Metter of the New Testament Church at LJ, Georgia. Our church is located in the Cardake community of Big Creek Road at 90 Garland Drive, LJ, Georgia, 30536. We believe that God is alive and real. We preach and teach salvation and remission of sins through the blood of Jesus and water baptism and the sanctification comes by the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You can go to our website at www.ntclj.org That is www.ntclj.org There will you, you will find our email address, our mailing address, and we would greatly appreciate hearing from you. But sit back for about the next 25 minutes because we take you into a service where I'm preaching and ministering by the power of the Spirit of God. This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious holy name of Jesus. And I've been talking to you about the revealing of the kingdom of God. And I think as we exited out of the broadcast last week, I was teaching or showing you how that in Hebrews 2 and 4, that God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, we have reached the day and the place again that one more time, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The revealing of the very power and dominion of God is once again at the door. I mean, when you look around today, go back through the years, go back over the, the times of the Gospels and look. Uh, from the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, there was great miracles, great deliverance, great signs and wonders. All down through the generations, we have records of men having great revivals and great deliverance and great miracles. I mean, you look at men like uh, John G. Lake that had uh, revivals in Africa and Australia. And when he was in Africa, the Ebola virus broke out and was killing thousands and this man started preaching Jesus Christ and began to lay hands on these people with this Ebola virus and they began to be raised up and be healed and they they asked him what is it and he went into a laboratory and they put the Ebola virus in the palm of his hand under a microscope and the second it touched his hand it began to die because of the power of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of the Christ that lived in this man. And 
Uh, Smith Wigglesworth, some of you read about him. Uh, John Hyde prayed for days on end. Revivals broke out in India. Revivals broke out all in the 17 and 1800s and then the Azusa Street Revival. And we've had records all down through the years. And when I was born in 52, there was a great move of healing and deliverance that swept across this nation and around the world. Some of you heard of men like Oral Roberts and A.A. Allen and Jack Cohen, William Brannan and uh, W.D. Grant Sr., great men of God like this that had revivals, F.F. Bosworth and different ones. And even there was such a move of God in Canada in the 50s through William Brannan that when the planes would fly over the province of Alberta in the 50s, they made them... Uh, extinguish their cigarettes as respect to the move of God that was happening. But here, since the 70s, probably into the 80s, we've not seen these miracles. We've not seen these great moves of God. So there's a generation now that is just about walked in spiritual darkness that does not know of a God of salvation, healing, and deliverance. So now one more time is it is the hour that God must reveal himself and bring forth once again witnesses to bear witness that the Christ is alive and living in a people. And if you read the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, let's go there. And I want to read the, out of the 10th chapter. And let me get there. And it's the very first verse. And it says, and when he had called unto them his twelve disciples, which he later named apostles, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And when you go down to the fifth verse, he said, these twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles. And into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go ye rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I am telling you that the kingdom of heaven, one more time, is at the door. And he told them to go preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils freely ye have received, freely give. We have not seen this kind of move of God. We have not seen this working of the Spirit that came after that Jesus resurrected and ascended, but He poured His Spirit out upon these chosen, these uh, twelve uh, on the day of Pentecost. Yes, I know there was a hundred and twenty that was in that upper room, but there was only those twelve uh, that were chosen witnesses that traveled with him, that eat with him and slept with him and stayed with him constantly during that uh, time that he walked on this earth. And so we've got to understand that one more time God has chosen witnesses, but it's not just a handful here and a handful there. Because this thing is fixing to go worldwide. 
This visitation is not going to happen in a corner. It's not going to happen like it did uh, on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. But there are going to be chosen witnesses, members of the body of Christ, uh, members that God had chosen and brought together all over the world. He's getting uh, a chosen generation ready. You know, in Peter, the very first chapter of Peter, I'm sorry, the very first book of Peter, the second chapter and the ninth verse, he said, But you, or but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous Light. So now we have a generation that is spread across the face of the earth. We have a, a generation, children. Now, this is a chosen generation. This generation has been since the beginning of time. It is a people uh, that the Lord hath created. Uh, I can uh, give you a scripture in Psalms, but I want to go back. And I'll go back to Psalms 91 here for just a a couple of minutes, but I want to relate to you a vision uh, that I had back in 1997. I was in a revival in a small town called Hammondville, Alabama. I was in prayer one night, real late, probably 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was praying and seeking the Lord, and the Lord took me into a night vision. And in that vision, I saw these high, high, high cliffs. I mean, huge cliffs. Uh, looked like, probably like the Grand Canyon, and it was just thousands of, and thousands of feet to the bottom of the canyon. And up on the very top, I saw this uh, mother. She had two daughters and a young son, maybe six, seven years old. And they were up on top, and he was running around playing and you know how young kids are. I heard his mama speak to him, son, be careful. Don't get too close to the edge. I do not want you to fall. And she had no sooner got these words out of her mouth than this little boy got close to the edge and the cliff crumbled. The edge of that cliff crumbled under his feet and he started falling, going down, 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 down. And I saw that mother scream. I saw her fall on her knees and begin to cry out to God. And as I watched this little boy falling through the air, then I saw the angel of the Lord come and grab this little boy out of the air and take him up and set him at his mother's feet. And this is what I heard the voice of the Lord say out of Psalms 91 and verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. And when I saw that happen and I heard that word of the Lord speak to me, I sat up. I, I was on my face. I sat up and I broke myself out of that vision. I, and I cried out to God. I said, God, I, where is this people? I, where is this people of Psalms 91? I, that your divine protection is upon them. I, that your divine hand overshadows them. And you 
you take care of them uh, in everything. Go back and study Psalms 91, uh, and you'll see a people that the hand of God is truly upon. Let me just uh, go back and read a little bit of it. And he says, well, we'll just start at verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver him from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall I trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the arrow by night, nor for the uh, the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noon day. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh Thy dwelling, and then it goes on into what I just read before. And I cried out to God. I said, God, where is this people? He said, the Lord spoke back to me in that night vision. And he said, they are not yet, but I will create them and bring them forth. And if you go to Psalms 102 and verse 16, and when the Lord shall build up Zion, Zion is the church. He shall appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. And here a few months ago, the voice of the Lord began to speak to me in prayer. He said, it's been 20 years since I gave you this vision. He said, I told you I would create a people and bring forth a generation. He said, that generation has been created. And he said, they are now ready to bring forth into my kingdom. He said, it's been 20 years and this generation is ready. And it's now time to declare the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the power and authority and dominion of the Christ shall dwell in them by the Holy Ghost. And he said, and you will preach my word. There will be great signs, wonders, and miracles, and deliverance. And a revival will break out that shall go beyond that that was produced in the book of Acts. I am so ready to see a move of God. I'm so ready for God to visit this generation and reveal his hand and reveal himself to a people. Look around you, children. My God, nothing is 
is happening in the churches as far uh, as a demonstration uh, of the Spirit and of the power of God. Uh, when they got the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, uh, there was a demonstration. There were signs and wonders uh, and great miracles that happened by the apostles uh, in the book of Acts, the second chapter. Uh, and when Acts 4, 4.33, uh, it says, with great power uh, gave the apostles witness uh, of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Uh, and then on in Acts 5 when uh, Ananias, come, Ananias come in and lied to Peter uh, about selling the price of land. He lied about the price. Uh, God struck him dead. And then uh, three hours later his wife Sapphira uh, came in and Peter asked her, did you sell the land for so much? Uh, she said, yes, Lord, for so much. He said, how is it that ye have agreed together to lie to the Holy Ghost? For ye have not lied unto man, but you have lied unto God. And she fell down dead. And when this got out, it began to tell how the great fear come upon the church and how great signs and wonders were done by the hands of the apostles. And fear came on the whole church. And it that no man dares join himself unto them. Children of God, where are these ministries today? Where are these sign-gifted, God-given calls? You can say they don't happen if you want to. That Those days are over with. I disagree with you. Because he said, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. And if you go to Ephesians 4 and verse 11, and it talks about how God gave gifts unto man and it said and he gave some apostles uh, and some prophets some evangelists uh, some pastors and teachers uh, the very reason he gave these gifts uh, he said in verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints uh, that word perfecting means maturing uh, and completing uh, God has not done all he's going to do in the church uh, he has brought her to a place uh, to begin to grow to begin to understand the word uh, to begin to come forth in maturity uh, and until we get these ministries uh, these apostles and prophets evangelists uh, pastors and teachers uh, the church is going to stay in immaturity and she is not uh, going to grow and right now uh, the church is operated off of pastors uh, it's operated off evangelists and teachers and I know uh, you're going to say well brother better I know men that are prophets I know men that are apostles I, I know people that call themselves prophets, I, and I know people that call themselves apostles, I, but where are the mighty miracles? I, where is the hand of God best in their life? I, where is the dead raising? I, where is the casting out of devils? I, where is the men like Peter and Paul that raised the dead? I, this is the moving of the Spirit that is coming forth I, in this last day generation. This is the moving I, of the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that is now being re made ready to visit us uh, and bring us into this latter day uh, move of God which you will see a visitation uh, that will go beyond the book of Acts. The day before the eclipse back in August it was on August the 20th and we were in the church there in L.A.J. praying and as I was praying, I saw that eclipse. 
And I saw the moon begin to block the light of the sun. I saw that eclipse begin to come in and uh, start covering the sun. And the Lord spoke in my spirit. He said, as this goes in, He said, I'm going to blot out doctrines and traditions of men that have kept my people from coming forth. He said, I'm going to block it out. The Lord told me as that eclipse started, how that sun would move in and uh, that moon would move in and block out the sun. He said, as this happens, he said, I am going to begin to blot out the doctrines and the traditions of men that has hindered my people from coming forth in the power of my spirit. He said, when that thing gets in full eclipse, he said, I'm blotting everything out. And he said, as it goes out on the other side, I'm bringing in new light, new wisdom, new knowledge, new understanding of the Holy Ghost. I want you to know I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the nine gifts of the Spirit. I believe in signs, wonders, and miracles, but we have not seen them in the church uh, in many a year. And now God is telling me uh, that this fivefold ministry will be restored. You will see apostles and prophets uh, like Moses and like Paul and Peter and Elijah, men of God with power in their lives are now stepping on the scene. God is bringing them forth uh, and you get yourself conditioned, you get yourself ready because we are being made ready to receive uh, a baptism of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire uh, like they did at the day of Pentecost but this is going to go beyond uh, what God revealed at Pentecost because that was the former reign and the Lord told us uh, in Joel 2 and 23 uh, said that he is going to give us, he said, I have given you uh, the former rain moderately, but I will now cause uh, to come down for you the former rain, the rain and the latter rain in the first month. Uh, the first month in that book of Joel is a type uh, of a new beginning. God's people are entering in uh, to a new beginning. We are entering into a time uh, when there's got to be a reviving. There's got to be a restoration. Uh, there's got to be a visitation of the power of God because uh, it is no longer operating. I know people uh, talk about a God of miracles. They sing about Him. They preach about Him. Uh, they testify about how great God is and how awesome God is. But I am talking about an actual uh, manifestation and demonstration uh, in people's lives. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about God revealing Himself and doing great signs and wonders and miracles. I'm ready to see some cripples healed. I'm ready to see some blind eyes open, some deaf ears unstopped. I'm ready to see some twisted and crooked limbs straighten out. I'm ready to see some cut off limbs restored because it happened in Jesus' day. We were just doing a Bible study a little while ago and it talked in Acts the fifth chapter how that Peter walked through the streets of Jerusalem and even his shadow uh, fell on people and they were healed by the very power of God uh, that lived in Peter's, Peter's shadow. Uh, now what do you do with this? Uh, you say, well that was back then. Yes, but that was the foundation of the church. Uh, that is what laid the foundation for the book of Acts church uh, or the beginning of the church of the New Testament. Uh, now it's time for maturity. It's time for going forth. Uh, it is time 
time for the perfecting of the saints. It is time for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or building up of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith unto the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or a man mature and complete in Christ unto the number unto that maturity or that measure of the statue of years that, that statue of years means the same maturity and strength that lived in Jesus when he walked this earth we have not seen this and I know what some of you hearing me today don't believe this but there are some of you that you know there's something right now bearing witness deep down in your spirit there's something God that's beginning to cause the Holy Ghost that's in you begin to move you know this word is truth you know there's life you know there's power and healing and deliverance in God's hand and you know you can tell by the way the spirit speaking that there's something beginning to stir in your spirit get yourself ready get yourself in prayer pray in your home pray in your church call home prayer meetings you don't have to have preaching just call people together and let them pray for the spirit of God to be revealed in them and prepare yourself and cry out to God and say get me ready for this outpouring of the Holy Ghost in tongues of fire because I know it's coming I speak to each and every one of you today and I say to you, pull yourself aside. Pull yourself into prayer and seeking God. Get your neighbors, get your people you worship with. Get people that's hungry for God and bring them together. My God, go to your church and pray. Get in your home and pray. Pray somewhere nightly. You say, well, we haven't got that kind of time. No, you need to take this kind of time. It's not that we don't have, it's just we busied ourselves with so many things in the natural and so much going on in the natural that we have uh, allowed to hinder our walk and our relationship with God. And I say unto you, give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to seeking God. Give yourself to crying out for God to visit you and get you ready for this baptism of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire. And I'm telling you, if you'll prepare yourself, if you'll get yourself ready, if you will believe, and you will ask God to move, and you will just come aside. Not everybody thinks when you have a home prayer meeting, you got to have singing, you got to have preaching. No, come together and pray. Come together and seek the face of God. Seek the hand of the Lord, because we are at that day that God is now going to pour out His Spirit. With the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire. I see our time's about gone. I am greatly encouraged by the way God's revealing Himself, and we will see you at this very same time next week. Set your heart to seek God and believe that God's going to visit you. May God bless you till our next broadcast. This is Pastor John Metter. I pray this word is being a great strength and a blessing to you and helping you grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. If you would like to come be with us in our services, our church is located at 90 Garland Drive in the Cartier community. You would take Highway 52 going toward Dawsonville and you would turn left on Big Creek Road 
right beside the Dollar General store. Drive approximately six and a half miles down Big Creek Road, and on the left, you will see the little white church and our sign that says New Testament Church at LJ. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us by email at ntclj at yahoo.com. That is ntclj at yahoo.com. You can also write us. Write us at World Revivals, P.O. Box 1618. Conyers, Georgia 30012 That mailing address once again is World Revivals P.O. Box 1618 Conyers, C-O-N-Y-E-R-S Georgia 30012 If this broadcast is helping you and it is being a spiritual tool for your growth and your wisdom and your understanding your walk and relationship with God, we would greatly appreciate your prayers and your financial support. So, until we meet again at this very same time next week, we pray that God bless you and keep you by His Word and by His Spirit. Have a blessed day.